Hallelujah. Welcome to Passover once again. I'm glad to see all the new faces. Welcome, welcome again. As you just heard, my name is Vanessa, and I'm sharing out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 today. So if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians. <sighs> Hallelujah. The title of my message today is One Body, Not Many. So, awesome. So one body, not many, I mean, sorry, one body, one part, not one part, sorry. Okay. Anyways, so starting in verse 1, I want to start with talking about spiritual gifts, and after that I'll pray. Now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or another, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one could say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the works of one and the same Spirit, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. Before I continue, let us pray. Hallelujah. Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, for being in this place. I thank you for the time of worship, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you today would just shed some light in every life in this room, Lord God. That, Lord God, where there is darkness in, in, in the lives here, that, Lord, you would just completely uncover the darkness, Lord God. Uncover any sin, Lord God, any hidden sin, anything, Lord God. And, and make it known, Lord God, what each person's calling is, God. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God, that, that you would just show that each person in this place has a very important part of your body, O oh Lord. Lord God, each person in this place has a very important role in your body, God. Because we are all one. We all are one church, one body of Christ. And you are the head over us, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We thank you for this, Lord. Have your way. Use me today, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, amen. So what I just read to you, you know, is, is pretty much starting off this chapter, which goes on to talk about the body of Christ and us being one body. It starts off by talking about spiritual gifts and, and talking about, you know, Paul's saying, the one who wrote this, one of the apostles said, that he doesn't want us to be ignorant. He doesn't want us to not know about these things. So it's important. It's important for, for all believers to know this. And if, if you don't believe in this place, then you're going to learn about it. And by the end of today, you will believe in Jesus' name. You'll believe in Jesus. And so it, it's talking about these different roles, these different gifts that each person can have, and that the Lord determines what you will have. 
what spiritual gifts you'll have. Now, who here in this place, you you can honestly say, I'm not sure, like, what God has for me. I'm not sure what my calling is. I'm not sure. Lift your hands higher. It's okay. Don't be ashamed. Thank you. Thank you. You see, you're not alone. There's many of you in here today. You, you, you could say, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know. You know, I'm not sure. But so, okay. I'm going to come back to that. I want to go back to what my title is about, and that's us being the body of Christ and what that means. It's a, it's an example of who we are. And so, okay, in verse 12 of chapter 12, if you're all there, say amen. Okay, good. One body, many parts. The body is a unit. Though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we are all given one spirit to drink. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Everybody say many. Amen. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. Now, okay, I want to pause there. <laughs> this is an example of who we are, okay? Jesus is our head. He is, he is the, the reason why we're functioning here, the reason why we even have faith. Jesus is our head, okay? He is our mind. He, he is what unifies us. And his blood unifies us. His blood that was spilt unifies us. And, and I don't want to sit anymore, so I'm going to move this up. I don't feel comfortable being comfortable, if that makes sense. Okay, so, so you know, each of us in this place, we're connected by Christ, amen? If you believe in Jesus, you're connected to me. If I believe in Jesus, I'm connected to you. We're all connected. And so, but I'm not the same as you. Like, I'm up here, I play the guitar, okay, you know, I, I lead worship. I, I might not have the greatest voice in the world, but, you know, that's okay. So, but you might not do that. You know, you might be like, I love scrubbing toilets, man. Like, I love getting the crevices and stuff like that. And somebody might think you're absolutely crazy. And they're like, weirdo. You know, <laughs> like, crazy. I don't know why you want to do that. But, you know, that's because God put, like, that desire in you to serve, that desire to do things good and excellence, you know. And, and some of you in here might pray for people who are sick, and they get healed. Like, you, you won't even be with them. Like, they'll be in the hospital, and you're like, oh, pray for your cousin. You know, I, I know your cousin got cancer. Next thing you know, the cancer went away. And you know it's because God heard you. But then there might be another person in here who's like, man, you know, I, I, I could pray for cancer for, for days, and I feel like nothing ever happens. All has to do with faith, too, you know. But we all have different giftings, too. And so, as I read previously, there's different giftings. And we cannot think we're less than each other because of those giftings, okay? So real quick, because, you know, right here it says, if you're not a foot, you can't say, oh, you know, you know, I, or, like, I'm not a foot. I, I stink, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's like you can't, you can't really do that because each of you are important in the body of Christ. So let's analyze these gifts again. Let's go back. Now that we get the idea that we're all part of a body and we all have different roles, let's go back to these gifts, these spiritual gifts. Okay. 
verse 7. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Everybody say common good. So is it for the common bad? Okay, so it's for the common good, for the body of Christ to benefit one another. To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. Now, the message of wisdom, thats what that is, is when, when God tells you something about the future that, like, you wouldn't normally know. Like, for example, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be a missionary to, to China, okay? You're going to be a missionary to China. You feel that in your heart. And then somebody comes along, too, and they come up to you, and they say, I feel like God's saying that you're going to be a missionary to China. And you're like, whoa, man, like, I just heard that. They had a word of wisdom. It might even be that you're praying, God, you know, I really have a desire to to be a drummer in the church or, you know, I really desire to do that. And then, like, someone comes up to you and says, you know, I feel like in my heart that God's saying you should be a drummer, that if you're humble, the Lord will give you that, you know, and that's a word of wisdom from God. So that's one. The next one here is message of knowledge, and that's when somebody's praying for you or they just say up to you, like they go up to you and they say, I know you've been dealing with addiction, specifically of alcoholism, and you know that deep down inside of you that that's exactly what you're dealing with, and nobody knew. It's like a secret. Like you're like, they don't even know you. You're new or something to the church, and you know, or whatever. And even if it's somebody you know, it's just something that, it's something that is not commonly known to man. So the Lord could give you words like that for people. Another one is faith. Let me, wait, I skipped this. To another, the message of knowledge by the, okay, yes. To another, faith by the same spirit. Who here has ever met somebody that has, like, extreme faith? Raise your hands, okay. Now, out of you who, who you know, you raise your hand, who wants to say, like, what kind of faith this person has? Like, what, what is that to you, that they have great faith? Tori, I'll pick you. Amen. Okay, so in a way that might also be healing. That might be the gift of healing. Now, who has another example of faith? Who wants to speak? Anybody? Anybody? Who lifted your hand? Who lift your hand again? Okay. Schaefer, go ahead. Say, uh, one of the pastors when I was living in Florida, he, he didn't have the gift of faith, but he was about to get saved. Not just faith for healing, but also faith just for something crazy. Or even simple faith. Like, honestly, simple faith. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's all good. Here. I just want to say that my fiancé, Birdo, <laughs> I always tell him that he has the most faith. I'm telling you, this guy, faith for everything. And it drives me crazy sometimes because he, he's just everything Jesus. And I'm just like, yes, I know Jesus is there, but, you know, we got to think about these things. And, but it's just great faith for all things. And so that's my example. Like bills, like just finances, doors to be opened, just people to get saved, people to get healed, and it's just, it's great. Amen. So faith. So you might meet people that you notice have huge faith in crazy things. 
Even the bus stopping in front of them. Crazy things. <laughs> okay. What's the next one? Okay, the next. To another gifts of healing by that one spirit. So we already heard testimonies of that. Someone have had that faith for me, and I had scoliosis, and I got healed. They prayed for me, and I got healed. My spine was straightened. They said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. I didn't get healed the first day, and I didn't believe in miracles, but then eventually I got healed. So God gave them that gift. The next one is um, miraculous powers. Now, I'll give a testimony about this that I heard. There is a man named David Hogan, and he's this just, you know, an awesome minister of God, and he sees a lot of dead raised in his, mir- in his ministry, sorry. And there was this one time he was trying to get to a church meeting, and a river had developed, and he needed to cross this river, you know, this water, and he was in his Jeep, and he, he was praying. He's like, in the name of Jesus, this water will move. And then the, the water went down, and he, he was able to cross. The Lord lowered the water for him, and so... Like it's it's faith like that, and I've I mean, I mean mir- miraculous powers like that, to make just to make to see something happen, you know. You pray that God protects you, and like you're walking down the street, a car hits you, and like nothing happens. Like you're perfectly fine, you fall, nothing happens. You know, cool stuff like that. God works like that. So, another one, prophecy. Now, who wants to give an example of somebody who works in a prophetic? Go ahead, Audrey. me um i've uh, i've been working in the prophetic for the last i want to say three or four years and uh that w- it first started off um when i first went to my first mission trip out in mardi gras and then uh learning how to control the gift and realizing that i don't necessarily have to speak it out in front of a major service or whatnot i mean there's a type of order where you can do that but there's been times where i'll just start praying for people you know and god will allow uh, the gift of prophecy to just flow out of me, and I'll just start praying. And, uh, for example, one of uh, the staff leader at the Christian Fellowship I'm involved with, um, I just started praying for him, and uh, I think one of the words was, uh, like, I asked God, I'm like, God, let him not be uh, feel burdened by his uh, leadership position, you know? And he's like, man, you're just, like, on key on that, you know? And, and so there's just times where I won't even realize that I'll be speaking in, uh, words of prophetic, whether it be um, knowledge or whatever, and so it's just interesting that God's been able to allow me to flow that way. Amen. Awesome. So, I mean, God God tells us things. Like, you can hear his voice. Working in the prophetic is sharing with everybody what God's sharing with you. You'll hear a word. Somebody will tell you something. It's, it's, it's I think, I, I think I've heard differently that the words of wisdom and knowledge are prophetic gifts. Because you're hearing from God and you're speaking what you hear from God. Others would argue differently and say that those aren't prophetic gifts, that prophecy is completely different. And, um, but prophecy goes along the lines of saying what will happen, what will happen, what's going to happen in the future. And um, I, tend, I tend to work in the prophetic without realizing it. You know? And so, so that's something that the Lord's given me in the body of Christ. To another, the distinguishing bet- between spirits. That's when... Like, you're talking to somebody, and you're trying to figure out if they're being influenced by the devil. Because you know what? Jesus said, cast out demons. There are demons inside of people because they let them in. Okay? That's what the Word of God teaches. And it doesn't mean everybody's demon-possessed, like they're walking around like, ah, you know. That's not <laughs> how it works. 
But a lot of people are either possessed or oppressed of the devil. They could say, I believe Jesus is Lord, but they have this this bondage of, of, of addiction or this bondage of depression and suicide. And they're, they, they're like, I love Jesus, you know, and but they're not free. And so distinguishing between spirits, like this is a spirit of, of perversion. This is a spirit of depression, whatever, you know, whatever. Okay, next gift. Okay. To another speaking in different kinds of tongues and still to another the interpretation of tongues. So this is different than, you know, you, you heard us, some of you who are new here, you probably were like, what, were, what language were they speaking? You know, we're all like, you know, and they're like, what's going on here? Well, the Bible teaches that when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, that you get empowered by the Holy Spirit and you could speak in different tongues, okay? Not tongues that anyone could really understand unless they have the gift of interpreting tongues. But there are two different kinds of tongues. There's the kind that is for yourself and God. You know, it's between you and God. You know, you're worshiping him. And then there's the kind where somebody will be out of nowhere. It's like really random. And then somebody else feels like they understand it. And they say, I feel the Lord saying this, this, and that. You know, that, that this, there's going to be a hurricane that comes. And next thing you know, a hurricane comes. Like, you know, whatever. Stuff like that. It could be something smaller, like somebody's in here and they're living in sexual perversion. They're molesting children right now. It could be something crazy like that. And God just uncovers people's sin like that. And everybody feels it. It's like, like you feel like the power of God. And God shows himself in that way, in such a powerful way. And so this, these, through these gifts, it's for our common good, okay? And, and the, re- the way that the Lord uses these gifts is to lead people to him, is to to use you so you know that he loves you, that he has a plan for you to be used to help people. So basically, you each have a gifting in here. It could be more than one. You can change your giftings. You could be like, I pray for the sick and they get healed in Jesus' name. And then, like, you know, next season in your life, the Lord might say to you, you know what, now I want you to work in the prophetic. I want this other person to start working in healing. You know? And so we're all a part of the body of Christ. Everyone say amen. Amen. So let's say in here you haven't received any of those gifts. The Bible says, Jesus said, if you ask of him, you will receive if you do not doubt. And also in in the book of James, chapter 1 in the Bible, it says that if you doubt, you're unstable like a wave in the sea. And you will not receive anything you ask for. So you might say, well, the Lord hasn't heard me. I asked him I asked him for something small. I asked him that my grandma would live an extra day. And you know what? He didn't give that to me. So, yeah, why should I believe in a God? Why should I even believe that I have a part in his plan? Why? Why? What's the point? He's not real. You might be dealing with issues like that. But the Bible says if you're unstable like a wave like that, you're doubting, he's not going to give you one thing. You have to believe in the Lord. You have to believe in Jesus Christ. You have to commit yourself to him like a marriage, like how you get married with someone. You don't say, okay, I'll be with you today, but I'm not going to do this whole, you know, matrimony thing in front of everybody. I'm not going to do that because I I don't commit like that. Sorry. You can't do that to God. You got to commit to him. He deserves your whole heart and your whole life. You're a part of his body if you want to be. Amen? Amen. Okay, so. I'm going to read, starting in verse 16 again. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. 
If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in an ear, where would the sense of, wait, hold on. Yeah, in an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? And it is, as it is, there are many parts, but one body. So not one part, many parts, one body. And so you might say, well, I don't even, you know, I don't have a part. You know, I'm not a part of this body. I don't feel like I'm worthy to be a part of the body of Christ, a part of the church. I just don't feel it. But God's saying to you, you have a very important part in his body. He wants to use your life. He wants to change your life. And he wants to use your life to change others. You can't think that you're not important. You, Your role might be to restock the bathroom, and you're so important. Your role might be to just be an ear, and you're doing the sound booth. And people might not see all the hard work that you do, like Salvador back there. He's a little ear listening to everything, you know. But he's a little ear back there. You know, you might not see an ear all the time, and you might not always notice it. But you know what? He's very important. Because if he wasn't there doing his work, I wouldn't be speaking through this mic. Right? It's not just about spiritual gifts, okay? It's about little things, too. You know, like, you know, anybody who who does the cafe, they could be considered like a hand. They're very important because they put their hand to work. They clean those dishes when nobody asks them to help. You know, they, they, they brew your coffee. They make the hot water for you. They do all these things, and they're so important, and they're not any less than the person who's preaching up here. They're equal. They're, we're all equal in that sense. Of course, God has authority in our lives, and that's very important. You respect your elders, your deacons, you respect your leaders. But you know what? You are not any less important in the body of Christ. Amen. So I want to continue in verse 21. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I do not need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it. So that there, there should be no division in the body. But that is, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And in the church, God has appointed first all the apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then workers of miracles, also those having gifts of healing those able to help others, those with gifts of administration, and those speaking in different kinds of tongues. Are apostles, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all have gifts of healing, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret, but eagerly desire the greater gifts. So, amen.
Amen. So just an overall point there. You cannot say, I don't need Josh. He's not important. I'll cut him out. He's not important. We don't need him in this ministry. No, he's very important in this ministry. We can't say to Schaefer, oh, you know what? He, we, we don't need him. He wasn't here before, so what's the point? No. If you grow a new finger, it's still your new finger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. 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 You know, every person, even if a person messed up, if a part of the body gets sick, you know, like somebody stumbles and falls, they're still important. And we got to feel the pain of that person. We got to encourage that person, you know. We got to mourn with each other, rejoice with each other. We got to keep peace, too. Just to repeat just one of these verses right here. Where is it? Where'd you go? Okay, verse 25 so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. We should see each other and, like, care. We should care and have high interest. Like, I'm not just saying this. Like, I know that Christians have the hardest time. With with time, the hardest time that they have is working with each other because the devil wants to bring division amongst Christians, and that's why people start becoming hypocritical. And that's why people start judging and people start, you know, instead of being like, hey, man, you know, like I noticed you're doing this, this, and that. You're cursing. Can I pray with you? Instead, it's like, oh, dude, you know, can you, did you believe that, can you believe that John Schaefer was cursing? Like, I praise the Lord that that's not, like, that doesn't happen a lot here. Praise the Lord because, you know, we have good good discipleship. And when you're, when you're with somebody and someone's keeping you accountable to, to your own life, there's there's, like, no need. It's like. Yeah, but still, nonetheless, we don't want to become conceited in this place and think, "Oh, I'm a foot. I'm so great. I'm a, you know, whatever. You know, I'm a singer. I'm the one who sweeps the carpets. I'm the one who vacuums it. I'm the one who, ooh, I'm so cool. I'm the one who makes the, the PowerPoint presentations. You know, we don't want to do that. So, anyways." Each of us have a place. And, and, and as it went out to mention, there's apostles, teachers, prophets, evangelists, and pastors. Okay? I'm kind of like quoting that, and I'm quoting Ephesians 4.11, just so you know. Write it down in your notes if you want to read it. Ephesians 4.11. It's about different callings as well and how we all work together for the benefit of the body of Christ. Okay? And so in this place, you can be a teacher if you stay humble you know, you can become a teacher. You got to be taught first. You could be a pastor, but you got to be pastored first. You can lead people like that. Like like right now, I'm pastoring you guys. Even though I'm not a pastor, I'm just preaching you a message. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm a preacher. Whatever. I don't know. But, you know, like I'm, I'm delivering a message to you. One day you could do that, but you got to listen first. And you got to submit yourself to an authority, to a spiritual covering. The Bible all the time talks about submitting yourself under someone, you know? Not about, oh, you're first, so you're first. No, it says, if you want to be first, you have to be last. So if you want to work in the prophetic, you got to learn. you got to learn. you got to humble yourself, and you got to put yourself in the position to be taught. If you want to evangelize, you can go evangelizing whenever you want, because we all got to do a work of an evangelist. 
But if you want some title like that, you got to be humble. The point is, overall, be humble. Join a church. Become a part of the body of Christ. And the Lord has a special place for you. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray. Everyone, just bow your heads and close your eyes. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, I pray today in this place that, Lord, you would make known, Lord God, what you have planned, Jesus, for every person, Lord God. That, Lord, as each person continues to move forward today, Lord God, in the rest of their lives, that, Lord, you continue to reveal the gifts that you have for each and every person, oh God. I pray that each person would know they're not better, that they're not less, God. Lord God, every person in this room is important to you, God, is important to the to the mission that we have as Christians, God. Each person here is needed, and they have gifts and talents that you want to bring out of them, oh God. And I pray that, that today you show them that they can have a part of your body, Jesus, that they can have a role, and that they can be your hands and feet and reach out to this lost world, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. I pray, Father God, if anybody in this place knows that they're not even a part at all of the body of Christ because they've been a part of the devil, God, they know that their life has been attached to the to the ways of Satan. I pray in the name of Jesus that you convict their heart. You help them to see that we all have sinned and we all have fallen short of your holy standard, God. We are nothing, all of us, God. We've all been lost. We've all gone astray, God. And your arms are still wide open, oh God. Your arms are still wide open, Lord Jesus. To anyone in this room, his mercy is never ending. His mercies are new every morning. And if you come to him today, if you just say, Jesus, I want to know you. Jesus, I commit myself to you. If you make a commitment to him today, he will never leave you. He will never bring shame to your life. There's no shame for those who come to him. He'll set you free from your sins. He'll set you free from the death of your past. He'll set you free from tormenting memories. He'll set you free today if you call on his name. His name is Jesus Christ. If you call on the name of Jesus, the Savior of the world, who came down from heaven, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. He came down and put on a flesh suit, and he suffered every suffering, every temptation. He faced it. He felt in his heart the desire to sin. He felt but he never did it. That's what makes him different, was he was perfect. Who is perfect in this world? Nobody. Jesus is God. Jesus is Lord. And you know what? He and his mercy is here today. Salvador, if you could just put a little bit of music in the back. Hallelujah, Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus, Lord. I pray that you're touching hearts right now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. With every eye closed, if you just feel like God's calling you to something bigger in your life and you know that you've not been right with God, you know that you've been turning your back on him and you've been sliding away from him and and you know that, that he's pulling at your heart right now and his spirit's touching you, just just raise your hand and, and know that your neighbors are going to respect you. They're not going to look your way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for raising your hand. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, you want these three to live for you, Jesus. These three people that lifted their hands, oh God. I pray for a heart of brokenness right now in the name of Jesus. I claim 
Jesus, just repentance, Lord God. The Bible says repent of your sins. That means say, God, change me. Forgive me. I'm sorry for turning my back on you. Change me, God. This is my sin. This is what I did. Just tell him. List them to him right now. Put the music higher, brother. Hallelujah. And the rest of you, I just want you praying for these three right now. You don't know who they are, but just pray for them right now. Pray for them right now, all of you. Lift up your voices to God for them. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. The Lord is just saying to you, let go. Let go of your own ways. Let go. Let go of what you're...